Hi there. This is Winnell, and you are listening to Blended and Flourishing Families podcast. You are in the right place if you are a step parent or connected to a step family and you want to gain insight in how to achieve harmony in your family, which is what the Blended and Blended and Flourishing represents. In here, there will be some real conversation about step parent challenges, challenges that step kids and bio kids encounter, and challenges that bio parents experience as well as the importance and benefits of step parenting with God. If you are new here, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and I would love for you to leave a rating as well. Now that we've gotten all caught up, let's chat. We're having this amazing, amazing conference for the daughters of God who are stepmom. And I have some amazing speaker lineup and Today and upcoming week, I will be doing a live with each one of those speakers so you guys get to know them and get a little taste of what it is that you're going to get when you come to this conference. So I'm so excited that today I am going to be speaking with Forgivener Coach Sandra Cobbs. I'm going to go ahead and pull her up on the screen and we're going to chat a little bit about who she is, um, you know, like what she does, what led her to this topic about forgiveness as I'm going to share as well. One of my recent recent experience that I had with forgiveness, which was like, um, it was almost like a breakthrough for me. That's what it was. Like when God revealed that to me, something was lifted up off of me. It's like I was in this place um, that I couldn't get out of. And when I got that revelation that I was hovering on forgiveness, um, I truly felt like I was broken free. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and bring our guests up. Hello. What? Let's <laughs> <laughs> go. I am so excited. I am so excited that it worked. So Coach Sandra, I am so happy to have you here. I'm going to let you to introduce yourself to the people. And then we're going to chat a little bit about um, what led you to, you know, become a certified forgiveness coach? Thank you so much. I have to, I have to pause to thank God, at, you know, of course, for this opportunity, any opportunity that I get to share uh, a message that I know he has given me. But thank you so much for inviting me to be part and on this platform with you. And I am so excited about the the More Than Conference that is coming up. You have a great lineup of speakers. So uh, quickly, I am a certified forgiveness coach, as you said. And I help, as a coach, I help Christians that have experienced the murder of a loved one in any other traumatic event to re-engage in their lives through inner healing and forgiveness. And I am, um, as many people who are, who are servicing others, especially as a coach in other areas, I'm, I arrived to this place because of traumatic events that I went through, coach. I, you know, in particular, when I talk about um, coaching and helping the person who has lost um, the mer- more the a, a loved one tragically, right? It's because of my personal experience. So 37 years ago this year, my baby sister Nikki was murdered 
by two young men. And I was a Christian at the time. And I had, I had not been a Christian for very long. I didn't become part of the family of God until I was an adult at 18. Um, but I learned right away, you know, you hear sermons right away about we're supposed to forgive as Christians. I, and I didn't disagree with that at all. I never challenged it. I believed it. I read it in a Bible for myself and I wanted to please God. So, and, the, and it wasn't that this was the first opportunity for me to practice forgiveness, but it was the first of the, this magnitude mm. that I had gone through, right? And so I, I thought it was like I had done the other times when I needed to forgive. You know, I, I just made a decision. I chose um, to, to forgive the person that, that would hurt me in the past. Sometimes they would apologize. Sometimes they didn't apologize but I still had to forgive. Well, so I thought I had done that. I really thought I had done that. Um, in my heart, I thought I had, in my mind, I certainly had made the decision to do that, uh, to follow that commandment as I received it until I had a dream one evening. And in this dream, now in, in my life, I love evangelism. I love sharing the gospel. I love helping people come into a relationship with God and to live out that relationship. So I am part of our event, a local evangelism team with my local church. Mm -hmm. So in this dream, our team was in a men's prison to share the gospel. And um, it was my turn to share the gospel with the next inmate that was coming up. And so I was sitting in, in on the other side of the glass, the plastic the glass, right? What, and watching the inmate that I was about to share the gospel with walk toward me. And suddenly I realized that this was one of the young men that murdered my sister. Mm. And God paused the dream. It was like a commercial break. Wow. When he stopped the dream and he talked to Sandra. And he asked me specifically, have you forgiven them? So if they need to hear the gospel, you're free to share that gospel and they can be saved. And so I, I remember it's like um, I was I was swimming in my tears. I woke up out of my sleep sobbing and repenting. And truly repenting because I was like, okay, God, if the fact that you're asking me this question must mean I didn't do it. I haven't truly forgiven them from my heart. So I, I repented, told God I was sorry for not forgiving and asked his help mm. to teach me how to forgive. And he began to show me in step by step because I, I didn't feel like I could talk to anyone else. Because I thought I was supposed to know this stuff already because I was a Christian. I was supposed to automatically know how to do this. So I began talking to God and literally every emotion that I had, the anger, the resentment, the bitterness, I didn't try to hide it, right? I didn't try to pretend like it wasn't there. I took everything that I was feeling to God and any question I had, I took to God. And he began to teach me how to forgive. And so that's why I'm here today. And, you know, a couple of years ago, when I had the opportunity to start the pandemic, like mm -hmm. everyone else did, everyone else, whether you were ready to or not, you had to pivot, right? Life just wasn't like, it just wasn't normal anymore. 
you had to do something different. And so for my, uh, my work environment, my career, I was at a place where I had the, where, where I was faced with, of course, I need to pivot. And the question was, God, what do you want me to do now? And so I went into prayer, went into prayer, went into prayer. And I was connected, had a friend connected with this group called Chase Great University. And she invited me to watch um, these Monday, Monday Facebook um, lessons, if you will, that the, the owner of Chase Great would do. And I just began watching and watching and it was just, it drew me in. It was an immediate connection with my heart and my spirit. And it felt like, oh, this, you know, coaching. It, it felt right, but I didn't have a clue what it was. Mm. I really didn't have a clue. And I didn't realize that I really had been coaching a lot of my life yeah. as, as a uh, minister of the gospel, as a person, as a Christian. I had been doing it, but I wasn't calling it coaching. And so I, um, I went into, into prayer with God and through conversations with Coach Latoya. She helped me to realize, and what, that's what I love about the program, you, you get to know yourself. You, you, you get to know who you are. And, and it's out of the pain that I went through that was where I could help others who today are going through that pain. Mm -hmm. And that was in the area of forgiving people, especially a, a traumatic thing. But know this. If it's hard for you to forgive what we call the small things, it's going to seem impossible to forgive what we call the big things. Mm. And so that's God has set me aside to be a certified forgiveness coach. And I, I just, I don't want anyone, I don't want anyone to suffer. I, I, as you introduced and you were talking about the weight you were feeling about a particular situation, mm -hmm. there's so many who are weighed down by unforgiveness as we speak yeah and they're trying to function real for real let me talk about real talk they're trying to function on their jobs they're trying to function in relationships they're trying to function as parents right and and their intentions are good and they don't necessarily know why does it feel like i can't get into this groove again why why, why does it seem like I, you know, I've got these weights on my ankles and they're, they're dragging me down? Why don't I have motivation to, you know, really engage in my life like I used to before this offense took place? Mm -hmm. and it could be because there's unforgiveness there. So God has me as one of as his messengers. I've, I've taken on the assignment. Mm -hmm. I was given a mission. I said, yeah, I chose to take on a mission to share his message about forgiveness so we can be free. Yeah. So we can be free. God, Jesus came. What my my um my my scripture that I stand on with my coaching program is John ten ten. You know, the thief comes. He he only comes. He just wants to kill and and steal and destroy. Jesus says, "I have come that ye might have life and have it more abundantly." And I believe what one of the tools and he uses many. One of the tools that the enemy uses against the people of God to rob us to, of, of our dreams, of our hopes, of our peace. And he, he wants to destroy our hopes, our peace, our joy, families, right? Mm -hmm. I'm a tool that he uses is unforgiveness. Yeah. 
That is so true, Cassandra. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us. It's just so amazing. And um, as you were speaking, you mentioned something that I wrote down that kind of stood out and I'm going to go back um, to it. But for those of you who are watching and you, um, again, you know, we serve women who are stepmom, daughter of God who are stepmom is who we serve. And if you are a daughter of God who are stepmom and you're watching this and you're like, well, what do I need to learn about unforgiveness for our forgiven everyone? Uh, let me share with you real quick the reason why God placed this on my heart. And Cassandra just mentioned something where she said, um, the enemy uses unforgiveness to rob families, which is so important uh, because we see that a lot in blended families, in step families, because a lot of time, um, if not, our families are formed based off some type of traumatic event. Something didn't work in the beginning in that prior relationship. Something didn't work in that prior relationship that caused that relationship to dismantle that now this new family is formed. So there's all there's trauma there already that the enemy loves to use trauma as a way in. Right. And then when you're dealing with multiple, you know, family members and adults, and there's so many different dynamics to blended family and step families, when you're dealing with that, you know, there can be confusion, there can be chaos, there can be resentment, bitterness, which all leads to harboring unforgiveness. Mm -hmm. um, so when God placed this on my heart as one of the topic for this conference, I was like, it makes so much sense, God, because there's so many of his daughters who are going through life that are just holding on to things and holding on to things. And I was speaking to um, a lady the other day that I was networking with and I was explaining to her, you know, about the conference and we talked about unforgiveness and she was like, she's also, it's a stepmom, um, but her challenges was dealing with the extended family, she said. And she was like, well, I thought I had forgiven them, but once I started talking about them right now, like I felt some type of weight. So I probably need to go back to God, you know, and work with him on this. Maybe, which you mentioned, you said, you know, you, you thought you had forgiven, you know, these people who committed this unspeakable act to you, you know, you had that dream and God revealed to you, like, no, you hadn't forgiven. There's, you know, still something there that you're harboring on. And something that God revealed to me recently in the way that it happened, it was just <laughs> so amazing. I felt led to go live in our um, Facebook community more than a stepmom. And while I was going live, we're I was talking about being able to let go of things that are unnecessary um, to free yourself up to receive things from God. Because a lot of times we're holding on to, you know, anger, we're holding on to disappointment, to stress, to anxiety and doubt and all of these things. But yet still we're looking for God to bless us. But because we're too focused on that, we can't receive the blessing. Sometimes the blessing will be right in front of our face, but we won't see it because we're so focused on all of the other things. And just at that moment when I said it, God revealed to me that I hadn't forgiven him. And I was like, whoa, right? I'm like, well, I mean, I wasn't holding anything against you, God. But that's the thing. Sometimes we go through traumatic life experiences. And because God didn't show up in the way that we thought he's supposed to show up, because he, you know, he's the creator of all. He has control over everything. And so if you feel like he didn't show up in the way that we were, he was supposed to show up, we hold that against him as like, father, like, how could you allow this to happen to me? Like, why didn't you intervene? And so 
Um, I shared, I uh, went live um, a few days ago and I shared kind of the reason why I've been away off of social, social media for the past couple of months. Um, like my body forced me to take time to heal. Um, last year around this time, I had a miscarriage. And for me, you know, during that time, I just took like that week of process. And then afterwards I was moving, I was moving. And throughout the year, I talked to God, you know, I was like, oh, I'm not mad at you, God. And it was like, well, why didn't you show up, God? You know, those type of conversation, like, because I was truly believing in God to do what only he can do. Like the doctor, when we went, my husband and I, um, when the doctor told us like, well, I think you're, you know, having a miscarriage. Um, and I was like, nope, I rejected it. I didn't believe it. I had faith. I'm like, my God is a miracle working God. Like he can turn this around. And so I'm not going to stop believing that my child is not there, you know, until I see the process happening. And so when it happened, I had a hard time, but I didn't take the time that I truly needed to heal from that. And I went back to moving and, you know, us women, when we have all of these roles that we play in life, we get consumed with it and we don't take care of ourselves the way we need to. So now this year, April um, came around, my body was like, you have to stop. And all of these emotions started to come back, all of these and God had blessed me with something amazing. But at the time I was so overwhelmed. I was stressed. I couldn't even pinpoint the emotions that I was feeling. Like I couldn't name it. I couldn't pinpoint it. And so I disconnected from everything. Like I wasn't posting on Facebook or anything like that. I would hop into our stepmom community, you know, once in a while. And I made sure to be available for our bi-monthly meetup that we do. Um, but I was not myself and I was going through something and I was praying in that time and seeking God. And I just didn't know how to get out of this rut. And then I went live that day and <laughs> it also taught me what obedience does for you, that the answer you're looking for from God is in the obedience. Sure. So when I went live that day to um, share what God had placed on my heart he revealed to me that I'm struggling because I had not forgiven him. And I was shocked. Like I broke down and I cried. Mm -hmm. And he shared with me that, you know, because you haven't forgiven me for what happened, the fact that you lost your child, you haven't forgiven me, that I didn't intervene the way how you wanted me to intervene, that you're holding on. You, these past couple of months, you've been holding on to stress, anxiety, being overwhelmed, and all of these negative emotions that you couldn't receive the joy and the peace and the calm and the excitement that I'm giving you in this moment of this new blessing that you have, you can receive it because you were so focused on that. And at the moment I got that revelation, I felt released. I felt like this dark cloud that was on me, I felt it broke off of me. And I just felt this peace. And I went back to God and I apologized to him. I was like, you know, I'm sorry that, you know, I hadn't forgiven you. I thought I did. I convinced myself that I did because as Christian, we're supposed to, right? And so we tell ourselves, well, we, we have when deep down, truly inside, because he knows our heart. He knows what's deep down. He knows because we lie to ourselves, but we can't lie to God. And so he knew, you know, that this whole while it, I wasn't being truthful to myself. And so when you mentioned that, the fact that you thought that you have forgiven them, but then God revealed it to you. I was like, oh my God, I can so relate to that. Um, 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I love, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, You're uh, welcome. very personal, but thank you for being so transparent in, in sharing it. And there's so much, it, that's a workshop in itself. And yeah. that testimony <laughs> that you just shared. One point that I wanted to um, hit on though, it, and, and we, it is not uncommon, it's not uncommon um, for us to be, as Christians, to be disappointed in God, uh, even to be angry with God, or to blame God. But we we don't believe we have a right to be, so we won't admit that we are, right? Because I'm not supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So when, when, when I share with people um, about forgiveness, I... I, I try to break it down um, is, is at some point a starting point in very basic and I call it the ABCs of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And so the first thing when it comes to forgiveness is the A, admit. Admit. Admit that you've been hurt because sometimes it's not only God that we're, you know, we're trying to pretend like everything is straight with us and God. Yeah. But sometimes we don't, it, if we think it's easier not to face the pain and say, dang, what that person did to me was really foul, was really harmful, and it did hurt me. Let me pretend like it didn't. And we proceed to try to go on with life in this pretense mode. And you may be there. You might be functioning. But you're certainly not thriving. Mm-hmm. You don't face. My bishop says you, you cannot conquer what you will not face. That's so so true. The, the first thing when it comes to forgiveness. And that's what you did is to admit um, to the person if you can, if it's a safe way that you can, you know, express yourself, but certainly to yourself, that hurt. Um, I can't pretend anymore. I can't sweep it under the rug and act like it didn't happen. It hurt. The words hurt. The action hurt. Whatever it hurt, and it, I feel violated. Uh, maybe actually you were violated. You know that that might have been offense, but we can't pretend. We have to admit, and even if our anger our resentment and bitterness is toward God. Admit it to him. Because mm-hmm. that's the step of getting over it. Admitting that it happened. Yeah. I love that step. And it's so important because, I mean, our father, he's such a gentleman, you know, so he's not going to force his way in. If you're saying that you're okay and you're all good, he's not going to force his way in to make you say otherwise. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of us, and I can speak for myself, I grew up with the coping, me- uh, coping mechanism of avoidance is mm-hmm. how I dealt with traumatic situations, stressful situation. Um, I will, it would happen. I'm like, yes, it happened. But then quickly I'm like, all right, it happened. It's done with, let me move on. And I'm not dealing with the underlying fact of what happened and the emotions. And many people do that. And so this conference is for you. If you are dealing with anything with anyone who have hurt you before and you think maybe you might think that you have gotten over it, but when you hear their name, when you think about the situation, it still pains you. It still brings up some type of negative emotion. You haven't um, letting go yet. You have not forgiven yet. And one of the things that 
a lot of us Christian, I would say we don't fully understand the magnitude from the or the requirement that we have from God for us to be able to forgive others that it hinder us. It keep us, it block us from being able to receive what it is that he already has for us. All the things that we're desiring from him, he has it for us already. But because we have that bitterness in our heart, and that is not a characteristic of his, because we're holding on to these things, it blocks us from being able to receive all of the fullness that he has from us, which is why I love what Cassandra does. It is so important. And, you know, she's going to go more into it when we in our conference and she's going to give you steps to help you work through how to take it to God. You don't have to do it on your own. A matter of fact, you might not be able to do it on your own. You need God to be able to help you. Um, to get to that place where you can be able to forgive. And I'll just share quickly for me, because I, I mentioned one of um, the ladies that I spoke to, she mentioned, um, well, she struggled with um, the extended relative of her stepkids. And that was where like her heart was coming from. Like for me in my step family, one of the challenges that I had was the complicated relationship with the biological mothers of my stepchildren. So I have four stepkids and three biological moms. That's a lot of adults in connected to a relationship <laughs> to have to deal with. And it was hard in the beginning. Um, the adults were not on the same page. There was hateful things said. And I struggled. And when I surrendered that particular part of my um, life to God and I asked him to help me, once I got to the place where he helped me, I could forgive them. I felt free. The mm -hmm. things that they did, because, you know, they are connected to me forever. So it wasn't in a situation where it's like something happened and then I heal and I move on. They're connected to me forever. So it's a continuing process. So some of the things that were being done to try to, um, you know, destroy my home and my family that was hurtful. I didn't get upset about it anymore. Once I got to that place where I had forgiven them, I actually had empathy for them and I felt sorry. And I started to see things from their perspective as to why they would think certain way, why they would do certain way. But that didn't happen until I surrendered that part of my life to God. And he helped me work through um, unforgiveness. And the thing is we compartmentalize. I'm probably saying that word wrong, but we will surrender one area of our lives to God and the other area is just out there doing whatever it, it has done. So just because you have forgiven in this area with this situation doesn't mean that you have forgiven in all areas with all situations. So I'm so glad to have Cosandra um, be one of the speaker for the More Than event. It is on August 13th at 1 p.m. Um, across the screen, you see the link for you to go ahead and sign up. Um, if you know a stepmom, bless her with this. This is going to be transformational for her. This is one of the best presents that you can give her. Go ahead and buy a ticket for her and bless her. Mm -hmm. um, Cassandra, do you have any last words for our I do. I have a lot, but I know I can take them all now. I'll, I'll, save, I'll save and enjoy them for the conference. Uh, first, let, let me throw out there that forgiveness is a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. It's not a one-time situation. It's a way of life. It's a lifestyle. And we are going to talk about that at the conference. But I do want to highlight, because you brought them up, that there are uh, consequences for unforgiveness. There are real consequences, and you experience them both. And I just wanted to tie into it. Like you talked about the stress 
and the the resentment and things that you had and you kept feeling and even some feelings you weren't able to identify medically speaking there are physical consequences to holding on to unforgiveness and it's documented and i cite it in my book and i'll talk about it more at the conference that that um, prolonged stress mm-hmm. and anxiety it increases your risk for um, heart disease right? It increases your stress levels. Obviously your blood pressure goes up. So many things happen to you physically when you're holding on to the grudges and resentment and bitterness and and that type of thing. That's on the physical side. For the believer, there is a spiritual consequence. There are spiritual consequences as well. And I want to talk about that more at the conference. It's just not, it's, 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 it's not, it's not a, the ABCs that I talked about quickly, um, B, is beware of misconceptions about forgiveness. Mm-hmm. So I want to go more in detail about that at the conference too, right? The, the, you mentioned um, avoiding conflict or avoidance was a way of avoiding conflict for you. And some people think that if I can just pretend like it didn't happen, I forgive it. Yeah. You know, you're just avoiding <laughs> You haven't forgiven. And that's a misconception. So we want to talk about more misconceptions about forgiveness at the conference. Yeah, I am looking so forward to it. Just this little conversation that we just had have blessed me. And like so much was said in it. So I can't even wait to see what God is going to do on August 13th. So thank you so much for showing up today, uh, for being available. Thank you for being a part of this because when he gave me that topic, you came to mind. So I'm like, well, (laughs) we saw how he worked it out. Yes. He quickly worked it out. (laughs) Thank you for the invitation. You are welcome. I hope you have a good rest of your day. Thank you so much for being here. Same to you. Enjoy the conversation. See you all at the conference. So that is our guest for that's going to focus on forgiveness. Um, please share this video when you come across it. Share it, share it, share it. Um, let's get the word out there. We're having the more than conference. Um, again, um, the message that God gave me for his daughters who are stepmom is that they are more than a stepmom. You know, being a stepmother is a role that you play in life. It is not all of who you are. It is a role like any other role as a daughter, as a wife. So being a stepmother does not define who you are. Um, And this conference is really to Focus on the woman in the role for you to start caring about yourself, taking care of yourself and not just focusing on overcoming the step challenges and navigating, you know, all of these things. And you're forgetting about yourself because you are one of the main tools in working out the situation that might be going on in your step family. If you're not okay, you can't be there for your family. You can't be there for others. So that's why this conference is focusing on helping the woman in the role to care for the woman in the role. Each of the speakers that we have are going to talk about something that you personally can utilize to work on yourself, to equip yourself so that you can step into your more because God does have more for you that you can step into your more and that you can experience his fullness. I love you all so much. Thank you for watching. Tell a friend who to, to tell a friend, tell a stepmom that you know about this conference. It is August 13th at 1 p.m. It's virtual. When you register, you can 
get to be in the room virtually. You get to ask the speakers questions. You get to network with other daughters of God who are stepmoms. You, um, you get to you get a workbook so that you're making sure that you're taking detailed notes you get access to the replay 30 days after um, once the replay is ready for 30 days so you can go back and you can digest the content so that you're making sure that you are actually implementing you know these things in your life the tools that's going to be given to you in this conference that you're, you're implementing it so that you can see the changes i am so excited about this i cannot wait and so thank you again for watching. I will see you next week with another guest.